Hi everyone, welcome back to Chimney's Chats with me, Amanda Nicely. Asia, going back to basics, can you tell us a little bit more about the backstory to your journey? Uh, what inspired to be you to be a woman in business from an early age? So it goes back to possibly when I was about eight years old, really. Um, so my father, um, he came into the country in the 60s. Um, he worked on the buses, um, but he was a graduate. So he got a graduate job um, in 1971. He always mentions it. Um, it's a month before you were born. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in January, 72. Um, so um, yeah, he got into that job and he was doing it day in, day and night. And he, he just wanted to sort of progress more quickly. Etc. And he had this vision of um, you know taking on these news agents, etc. And he bought his first business in um, 1979. Um, and um, because I was very young and I sort of grew up in this business, um, I became at a very young age his um, you know support. Um, I'd actually be working in the sweetie section, for example, weighing out all the all the um, you know you know the sweets mm-hmm. and putting them into little um, selections and putting them away. And so it sort of started getting embedded into into me, and I didn't realise at, at the time um, how these things. Um, so it's subliminal. Subliminal, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how, what you're doing day in, day out. Um, then hospitality, for example. Um, my my mum, you, you know, as soon as you enter the house, everyone gets treated like royalty. Um, they're looked after. Um, they, you know, they ask about what they want to eat and drink and make sure everything, you know, is, you know, is in a good respect. We used to use a tea cosy to go out on our teapots. <laughs> you know, we, 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 and, and I remember when I was very young, about 12 or 13, and my auntie said, and I presented somebody with tea and I put it all down in the space and she said, oh my goodness, I've never seen anyone that young actually present tea so well. And it, when I look back at the, all of those um, times, it sort of makes me realise actually it was all along part of me. I just didn't realise until very much yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, uh, during school, we had this one week of a work experience working in an office, um, and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> And I thought I couldn't ever work for anyone, can I really? I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll have to in the future, not still realizing that you know, they're probably going to go down the you know, business route. Um, and, and then, um, by chance, moving forward, when I was about 20, um, I was in a position where I was um, married, I, had, I was expecting twins. Um, and it, it came about as, oh, what do I do at that point in time? And the business element just came rushing to me at that point. Okay, I could open a business. I could run this as long as so I can raise my own children and my own family alongside it. So in the beginning, it was more about, you know, just, just keep going sort of thing and having a business and that's that thing. But later on, as soon as my children were growing up, I realized I actually want to go more into hospitality. Mm. I actually want to create a, a, a much more bigger meaning to, uh, to business and, and to my life and to my children's future as well. Um, so it was, it was like a calling that I, you know, it, and I just probably enjoyed it, I think. Mm. Um, it's a way of life for it, you. For me, it's a way of life, it, exactly. I, I, you know, day in, day out, whether I'm in holiday, whether I'm, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a part of me. Asia, can I just ask you something I've always wanted to know? 
What has made you base your brand around the bygone era of railways? What interested you about that time? Well, well in a way, we sort of fell into it by, by chance. Um, so we opened the first retail unit in railway station in 2002. Um, and I got to sort of really love how the railways work and, uh, and, and what happens to, you know, how people commute and go backwards and forwards and that sort of thing. Um, so moving a few years um, on from there, um, I wanted to um, uh, create a food and drink um, brand and uh, go, go down a different route to retail. Um, and um, I ended up going into Birmingham Wall Street Station, which had just been restored um, to its former glory. And as soon as I entered that station, it was like entering a bygone period. Um, it's so beautifully restored. It's, um, it's in fact, it's on the, it's on the doorstep of, of Bull Ring um, and yeah. Selfridges, etc. Yeah. But it feels like as if you're entering a different um, period altogether. So you walk in, and this is gorgeous building, just restored. Um, and I just wanted to, oh my goodness, I can see myself being here. Yeah. I'd love this. Um, with Children Railways commercial director, uh, Ian Baxter, um, he then sort of guided me about what Great Western Railway did back in the 1930s, how about the Art Deco period, um, the refreshment rooms. And I just fell in love with the whole idea and the whole concept and and, and the creating that experience um, for yeah. the customers, which which had been forgotten. Yeah. And I just fell in love with trying to restore that, um, you know, back into our daily lives in some shape or form. Um, and it was getting a glimpse of, so when people come into uh, our Centenary Lounge, they almost sort of enter... Um, a, a period that that we've you know sort of lost, almost lost and yeah. forgotten. Because yeah. I must admit, I've visited most of your sites, as you know. They're very, very elegant, and I think we've lost that elegance. And of course, your venues they bring that back in a little way. They do, and it's part of a journey because we go back in the nineteen thirties. You know, people dressed up, going on to a train mm. journey. Um, so they dress up with the luggage in hand, go you know get to a station, have a refreshment. It was part of the like I said, like like the journey, um, and it's an experience that they looked forward to. Um, and in the nineteen thirties, with especially with the Art Deco interiors, it, it was you know made for, for people to actually indulge in that um, you know downtime a little bit before they got on the train, and then and again that was another experience, and they get off the train and get another experience before they actually get to where they needed to get get to, and also be seen. It was somewhere to be seen, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, to be social, yeah. to have a drink before the journey or after the journey or whatever. Um, so I think that's lovely that. You brought that back into this point of time so yeah that, that was it realistically so th- that's how it all sort of started off I really really fell in love with the whole thing and I thought okay this is something I really want to create so I did a lot of research um, uh, going back into buildings such as um, so Leamington was an, um, was still there but it had been covered up by um, uh, another um, brand, mm-hmm. so yeah. to speak, um, but he wasn't showing it off to his best uh, potential. But I could uh, have a look, you know, glimpse through the, the panels, etc., to get the detail of what I would, uh, what, what, what was the Great Bestel, um, you know, styling there, um, you know, the interiors like, um, and get the marketry detail and all of that. And then I sort of encompassed and put that into... Um, at Moore Street Station. So Moore Street Station was very much sort of 
inspired. Yeah, the um, first one. Yes. Yeah. 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 But can I just ask, and that leads nicely into what obstacles have you faced um, and how have you overcome them? Because there must have been some along the way. I mean, that's, a, that's such a big question, isn't it? It's, there's just so many, so many obstacles. There's always, even, you know, learning about food and drink and hospitality, even though, you know, it's, it, it's not something, it's something that we did at home, for example, but my background is more retail. Yeah. So even finding, uh, you know, I think training other people, for example, was a, was a big thing. Um, how they see hospitality and how I see hospitality is was completely different. Yeah. So, for example, I'd, I'd love to sort of um, make sure that all my um, customers are treated as if they entered my home. Um, they're looked after. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, a lot of people still say that when you're there, it's, it's a different experience. Yeah. And, and then trying to embed that into our teams and into our culture, um, that obviously takes time. Um, so that could be one of the wouldn't be an obstacle, but it, it was a challenge, a challenge, um, so to speak. Being to, a woman in business, is that something that was a little bit challenging at first? The, I think it was probably a little bit daunting, just because I hadn't sort of ventured out on my own before. I did a lot of things with my husband priorly, um, prior to this. Um, but this time I was actually taking the reins, yeah, uh, so to speak, um, and, and finding myself. Yeah, uh, and what I wanted to do, etc. So even going down to the banks and getting loans, etc. I realised what a big challenge it was if you're a woman on your, on your own, um, uh, getting the funding, for example. Um, there's everything was sort of stepped, and okay, if you sort of you always have to prove yourself to then get the next round of funding or the or the next sort of level of support from anywhere else, and there was a lot of proving, proving where it's. I didn't sort of find that for my dad's and my husband's side of things when they uh, were alongside me. They they sort of spoke and it was done, really. Where is, is it as if you were almost not taken serious enough? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't have the confidence, uh, I'm, I'm guessing, in, in, in a woman whether she's actually going to, you know, really take that forward. And is this just a... Um, uh, you know, a short-term romance, so to speak. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but with adventure, and she'll get bored it. with it type of thing. Yes, yeah. and yeah. is she actually going to pull this through? And is she actually going to do this? So you almost have to prove yourself again and again and again um, until you get to the stage where they go, oh, okay, actually, yeah. she's serious. This woman means business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brilliant, brilliant. Can I just ask you as well, is there anything that you would have done differently or is there anything at all that you'd like to change looking back? I mean, in hindsight, you can say a lot of things. Yes, I'd like to change this. I'd like to change this. But then I wouldn't have had this experience. This wouldn't have been my journey. It would have been a different journey. But then I would have had different other problems. Yeah. So then you've got to sort of think about it. Nothing's really that sort of simple or straightforward. There's always challenges. There's always um, something that's going to um, demand your attention and focus and different way of thinking. Um, it's all a process. It's a learning process. And um, just lean into the process. Learn as much as you possibly mm. can realistically. Mm. Um, and um, 
yes, possibly back in, for example, just when COVID hit, that there was one time when I thought, why on earth did I open Worcester literally a year before? Um, because we've been invested all our money into there, we all our money was tied up, and then suddenly COVID hits, money's tied up, business hasn't picked up to where we wanted to pick up. It, it's only been ten months; it needed another year or two to actually get there, mm. um, and suddenly it all stops. Um, and and then I've taken a big risk, putting my you know investment into there. Um, and um, be, being the main uh, breadwinner in the family, it really, really sort of made me start thinking and doubting myself uh, at my judgment. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, if you look back at it, the, there was no sign. How, how was I supposed to know? Yeah, yeah. Literally, how was I supposed to know? And I don't think you'd have been on your own in that situation. No, either. no. And it was really crazy because, because if you look at it, it, it we looked at our financial year. I thought, if I just stuck it out three more months and had it after July, then, you know, even after July, this wouldn't have happened. I still would have had a, you know, good clear enough 2009 in an accountant and that sort of thing. But it really sort of... Um, yeah, got me thinking about it. But, you know, you you do that for a while, you beat yourself up mm. and then you think, hang on a minute, you didn't know. You did the best you possibly could. Yeah. Um, if anything, you learned quite a bit. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's fine. So I, I wouldn't change anything. Um, everything happens for a reason. For a reason, exactly. Like my daughter says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fate, fate is a great exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. She has it tattooed on her arm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. As you do. As you do. <laughs> so what's, what's been your greatest moments or as your greatest moment to come? I think the greatest moment I think I'm in at the moment. Um, yeah. It's uh, so um, coming out of COVID, we came out stronger. We learned so, so much. Um, we developed an online platform. We did a lot more hampers. We engaged with uh, people in a way that we hadn't done before, actually gone to them to their homes with the afternoon tea uh, boxes, etc. Uh, people got to know what we did. Um, they actually came back then to uh, experiences in store when we when we reopened. Um, that was really um, re- really good, and in a way, probably um, great marketing. But the, at, a, at a time when we were completely sort of closed down during the lockdowns, etc., or when we opened with restrictions, it, it still wasn't exactly a free flow. You still had to learn and adjust and um, see what you could do. But that was. Um, yeah, so we sort of came back stronger. Um, as soon as we came out of COVID, I had sort of allowed myself another sort of 12 months before we um, start to progress with our franchise journey and other, um, other stores and that sort of thing. But then Leamington just happened. Um, it, Tell us more about Leamington. Yeah. <laughs> so Leamington, I've got a, a bit of a love affair with Leamington. So mm-hmm. it all started from there with all the original interiors, the, replicating them, putting them into Birmingham, Moore Street. Um, and then that site became available, which I didn't ever think it would become available. Um, and, and it did just after COVID. So when Children Railways approached and said, it's come available, would you like to you know, take this opportunity on? It was a no-brainer. So... I took it on. Um, I said yes. <laughs> so uh, as, as, as normal, I just sort of jump, jump straight in, literally, <laughs> with both feet in. Um, so we had to make it work. Uh, I knew we were just coming out of COVID. The accountant said to keep, it, keep, you know, keep things 
um, you know, smooth and straight and on the narrow form for the next 12 months. And no, I didn't do any of that, (laughs) (laughs) as you do. Yes, so in the end, I went straight in um, and, um, yeah, opened up Leamington, really. Got it restored back to its former glory. I absolutely loved doing that project. Yeah, it's a beautiful station. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And and covering a lot of the original detail, whether it was um, the flooring, the panelling, or the fireplace. The fireplace that you found. Yeah, that window, the window at the back that was covered up. And now all the light comes flooding through. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I was just completely in love with the place. I still am. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So yeah, it all started from there. Um, we got it up and running. Um, we only had like four weeks to, f- to actually restore the place before we uh, opened for the Commonwealth Games. So it was a very tight schedule. So we did quite a lot in a very short space of time. But I think I had all this energy sort of bottled up during COVID and I <laughs> had to spend it somewhere. <laughs> so thank you, Chiltern Railways, for <laughs> handing that to me. So Asia, what are your plans for the future? So during COVID, we did a lot of work uh, behind the scenes, um, setting up the franchise agreements, etc. Uh, also working along with a consultant and getting a bit of an insight as to what we need to be doing um, to get the concept to where it needs to be. Um, so we did a, a, quite a lot of it in the background and it's already there, sort of ready to go. But I, I knew that coming out of COVID and the, all the things that I've learned since then um, and how I saw the, the St. Dean Lounge, um, in the future, that it needed some um, some refinement. So we've spent our time in the last sort of twelve months or so um, uh, opening new places. Um, um, so we opened Leamington, then we Bicester, and then Solihull just last month, um, and then refining the concept as well as to how it looks because um, now we've got uh, essentially two um, concepts. Um, and how each one of them look and differ and, and, and also come together at, at some points as well. Um, so that was very, very important. So we've done all of that. Um, and the next step is to franchise. Um, so that is my dream. Um, but I, I needed to be ready. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I think it's probably... Um, not great. It's great to have, but at the same time, you, you you can delay things so much, and then in the end, you think, oh, "Why are you just doing it?" And it's because it, I need everything to be perfect. I can't, and I can't control everything. But I'll try and get it to a stage where it's 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 good get enough. Your fundamentals in place, and yes. then yeah. yeah, okay, it's good enough, and yeah, good fundamentals exactly. The operations and the systems and that 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 need to be in place. Um, that basically make sure that the you know machine runs seamlessly basically so to speak um obviously there's always there's always issues um and um, you, you just have to go along and correct them as you go along that's life i see you well thank you thank you so much for coming in thank you so much for your time oh, you're welcome um, i think you've got really exciting things still to come um, and we'll love to hear them and chat about them again sometime so thanks very much asia it's been a pleasure I really hope you've liked this episode and there'll be plenty more to come. If you have, please like and share on our socials or simply just visit our website. And if you're interested in featuring on one of our podcasts or potentially hosting your own, call us here at Lawrence Davis on 01782 264400. Thanks for your time and chat again soon.